0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. I want to talk to you today about your imagination, about the way that you think, and about your future. And we're going to wind all those things together. You know, when uh, my family and I were believing uh, to come to the United States, we were, uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I actually moved over here to the U.S. from South Africa when I was six months old. My brother was uh, coming up on three uh, years old. And then my dad had a nervous breakdown. We went back. My dad died, um, and then we were praying and believing the Lord to come um, to the U.S. and and really praying and just seeking the Lord about coming over here. And uh, we used to do this thing we called um, we call it doing Diz, doing Disney, right? We called it. Mom called it envisioning. Where we would, um, as kids, we'd go and we'd lay on mom's bed and we'd lay on our backs and we'd close our eyes and we would just talk about coming to America. And we'd see ourselves at Disney World. For us as kids, all of America was just Disney World. But funny enough, we ended up right here in the great state of Florida, uh, about an hour from where Disney World is. But um, we would just imagine, we'd imagine ourselves getting dressed to get on the plane. You know, all right, Ryan, what are you you wearing? I got my red shorts on and I got my t-shirt and I got my fanny pack with my GI Joes in it. Okay. So where are we going now? Now we're getting on the plane. Okay, now you're sitting in the plane. Now what are you doing? Tim's like, oh, I'm eating uh, eating dinner on the plane. Okay, what are you eating? I'm eating steak on the plane, and I'm eating, you know, whatever it was. These uh, steak and ribs, right? We didn't know that you get like a little uh, piece of bread roll and some dry chicken. But we were imagining. We were imagining ourselves coming over. We're getting a clear picture in our mind of what our future looked like. And so we'd spend our nights, and you may think, that's silly. I mean, here's a grown woman, my mom, and her two boys, and before bed, she's taking these little ones, instead of just, you know, there weren't iPads back then, instead of just putting them in front of a TV, she was taking them to take time to lay down, to imagine our future. You know, imagine what we were believing the Lord for. For many people, you know, they have a tough time even talking about what they're believing the Lord for, because they they almost feel like, I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to tell anybody, and then it doesn't come to pass, and then they think, I don't have faith. You know, if you can't, you, you don't need to talk to everyone about your vision, definitely not, but you need to have an excitement in your heart. You know it's faith where there's an actual excitement and expectation in your heart for it to happen. If you feel like, man, I don't want to tell anybody, then you're not in faith. You know, you begin to look at the Word. If you can find one scripture that guarantees, two scriptures that guarantee that God's going to do that for you, that's what faith is. You look at the Word and say, I believe the Word more than I believe my circumstance. And so we used to do this arena of vision, and I don't know how many nights a week we'd do it, but we would imagine, imagine ourselves coming to America, imagine packing up, always had our GI Joes with us, right? And we'd imagine, we'd use our imagination. We didn't actually know, maybe my mom knew, but we didn't actually know that we were doing something that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about the sight of faith, and we've done whole podcasts on that. But I want to just, by way of, um, uh, just re-jog your faith, re-jog your memory, and put these things in front of you. Because for us, you know, there's two ways as believers, just just really, um, yeah, as believers, there's two ways of going about things. There's the natural way and there's the spiritual way. You know, people come to healing school. Healing school, supernatural healing, is healing by the Spirit of God. There, There is natural healing. There's people who go to natural doctors and they change their diet. That's not what healing school is for. We don't talk about any diet principles. I might say something like, some of y'all need to just drink more water because because. Most people are dehydrated, right? I don't know. I've even stopped saying things like that because that's not what we're here for. Yes, there's, there's, a, there's a place to be a good steward of your body. I don't tell people, now go and just drink 22 Red Bulls a day. You're going to get yourself in trouble. People need to go steward their body, but they can go somewhere else to learn about that. Healing school is healing by the Spirit of God through the Spirit of man. And so it's, it's going about it the Bible's way, supernatural health. Not natural health, supernatural health by the Spirit of God, where the life of God, the anointing of God flows into your body and quickens your mortal body. So that's what healing school is about. It's the same thing with finances. You can go after finances a very natural way, and the Lord will bless the work of your hands. But then there's also the supernatural element, and the Lord couples those together. There's a natural way of doing it, and there's a supernatural way. But when you go the supernatural way, you have to work by the principles that the Bible talks about. And so your imagination, your expectation becomes what you'll walk in. If you, if you say, man, I'm depending on the Lord to make me rich, and I believe the Lord's going to make me rich. Can you see yourself rich? What does rich look like? Can you see a day where you open up your app on your phone and you see a savings account with $15,000 in it? Can you see it? Can you see yourself opening your phone, t- you know, face ID thing popping up? you clicking on the, the app, your Chase bank account, or whatever it is, and then opening and seeing savings, $15,000. Maybe you're already there. Maybe it's $50,000. Can you see this a specific amount? How about $54,439.82? Can you see that? Can you see that there? Can you see it where you have no mortgage left off? Can you see yourself walking down to the mailbox, grabbing a mail, and, and it's from the mortgage company saying paid in full? Can you see that? I've walked through that, and I've seen it a far way off, and I've seen the day come and go where that happened. Praise the Lord. And that's by the grace of God. But God uses our imaginations. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Number one, Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, the Bible, what the Bible says about you is important, but what what you actually believe is just as important. The Bible says you're healed, but if you don't believe it, it's not going to benefit you. There's plenty of Christians who aren't healed who don't see themselves as healed. They're very sick. And it's not to bring anybody down or condemn anybody. But as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if the Bible calls you healed, you need to be able to see yourself, no matter what the pain says, no matter what your doctor says, no matter what your body's telling you, if the legs are still crippled, you still say, the Lord says I'm healed. And then can you picture it? Can you close your eyes and see yourself running and jumping? Can you see yourself at the gym? Can you see yourself swimming? Can you see yourself... You know, doing something you couldn't do. If you have back problems, can you see yourself lifting, lifting heavy weight again? Can you see yourself living without pain? Can you see yourself sleeping through the night? Can you get a clear picture? Can the picture get so clear until you get joy out of that picture? Man, I can. I can see myself rich. And I can see myself getting richer. I can see myself able to give. I see myself giving $100,000 in one offering. And then after that, I see myself being a part of, of building things, putting millions into the kingdom. Prosperity is measured not by what you get, but by what you're able to give. Prosperity in the kingdom of God is measured by what you can give. There's people who have less money that are able to give more, and the Lord keeps multiplying them, that are, in the sight of God, more blessed than people who have a million dollars sitting in the bank. Because in the grand scale, the people who've given the most have the most treasure in heaven. Prosperity is measured by what you can give, not by what you can get. And let me give you another scripture. The Bible says, in Proverbs 10, verse 22, people know the scripture, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Verse 24, two verses down, says, The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. What is your desire? But then the next scripture I want you to see. Proverbs 23, verse 18, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. What you expect, you get. If you expect this year to be a hard year financially, it's what you'll get but you have to be able to swim upstream. And even in a tough financial climate, even in a tough, you know, hey, I've laid hands on a thousand people and no one's ever gotten healed. Can you see yourself pulling someone out of a wheelchair? Can you see yourself laying hands on a blind person? Can you see it from their perspective? Imagine, imagine you're sitting in a wheelchair blind. Can you see hands being laid on you and the light, exploding in your eyeballs and you able to see your your eyeballs coming back to life, the life of God invigorating. Can you see it? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So faith has sight. And so you can look into the future. So I want to encourage you again. What do you see about yourself? I see you blessed. I see you full of the peace of God. I see God raising up people full of his peace, full of his joy, undisturbed. People who, res- who, who, who say no to sin, people who are strong in righteousness, people who are strong in, in morals, people who are strong in character, people who are strong in the power of God. I see people who the world would, who, who Christianity would call normal Christians, laying hands on the sick, pulling people out of wheelchairs. I see normal people coming back with testimonies. Just like the Bible says of Elisha, he was a man of like passions, just human, just as we are, man of like passions but pulling people out of a wheelchair. I see, I see, I see normal people, normal Christians raising the dead. You know, in this climate, you never know. You have people protesting. You have people looting. People die. People, this, things are getting crazy and they're probably only going to get crazier. Being people walking in the power of God. Who's to say that the anointing on the inside of you can't raise someone from the dead? Yes, you. Who's to say that the anointing on the inside of you right now can't pull a crippled person out of the wheelchair. Who's to say? What are you waiting on? The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and quickens your mortal body. And I'll add to that, quickens other people's mortal bodies through you. It's the same Holy Ghost in Jesus. He said, greater, these works that I do shall you do also, and greater works shall you do because I go to my Father. And so your imagination is a key. I want to read something to you um, by a great man of God. The Bible says to meditate on scriptures. So what you do is you program your mind to think on the scriptures. He said, meditate on my word day and night, and you'll have good success. Your mind is the battleground of every conflict in life. 2 Corinthians ten four and 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what we do. The thoughts of our future, the thoughts of who we are, You know, people talk about a positive or negative self-image, but you have to be able to look through the eyes of the Bible and say, what does the Bible say about me? Yes, I may have a past. Yes, there may be things I'm ashamed of, but old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When God looks, he doesn't see my record of sin. So who am I to keep that record? Who am I to hang on to that list? So if you want to be successful, if you want to be successful, get successful in your thinking. Imagination. You can't carry a negative imagination and have successful intervention in prayer. What you're praying and believing the Lord for, you have to be able to get a picture of. If you, when you're praying about finances, it's negative. If you feel negative on the inside, you have to be able to, on the inside, encourage your heart. You have to be able to get a positive picture. This is what I used to do in sales. When I would get into a neighborhood, what I would do is if I had a good day or a bad day, I'd come home, especially if I didn't have the day I wanted. I'd come home and I'd, 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 you know, I've been in the neighborhood for a day or two, but I'd come home and I would close my eyes. I usually do this in the morning. I'd close my eyes and I'd imagine my neighborhood and I imagine myself walking in the neighborhood. I'd imagine myself walking up to the front door of somebody's house, knocking on the door, the person answering, smiling, me talking to them, getting into the home and then signing them up and then walking out and putting, I was selling alarm systems, putting an alarm sign in the ground. And I would imagine this. I'd imagine the technician showing up and then I'd go, and the person waving and saying, thank you. And I'd imagine myself, everyone waving at me, people just warm and friendly. And by the time I was done, it was like that imagination, your imagination actually releases chemicals into your body. So in the same way, if I could say something like Saturday morning cartoons or vacation, or if, you know, what's your most nostalgic memory that you have from your childhood? It may be playing video games 13 hours in a row. It has a feeling that's attached to it, right? It may be this family vacation. It may be a Christmas morning. It may be whatever it is, right? You've got these memories from childhood and, and the emotions can come out of that. Your brain experiences memories and, uh, and, and thoughts the same way that it does actual, actual things that it encounters. And so when you get a picture of the word, what does it look like? Where the, what does Proverbs ten twenty two look like? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. What does it look like to be sorrow free financially? I want to tell you it's possible. I want to tell you the Lord's brought me to a place of being sorrow free and I'm just getting started. I'm going from glory to glory to glory. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. So you begin. What does it look like for me? If I want to move forward in the things of God financially through through the principles of the word of God, I got to be able to see what the future looks like. I got to have an expectation because the Bible says my expectation will not be cut off. So if I don't expect to grow and I expect to stay at this level or maybe decrease, that's what I'll have because what I expect comes to pass. If I expect there to be growth and I expect to start seeing millions in the bank and I expect to start being able to, to push out six figures and seven figures into the kingdom of God, then that's what I'll have by the grace of God. You know, as long as the other things, there's other things that line up. There's seek first the kingdom of God. As long as I'm a giver, as long as I'm a soul winner, as long as I'm seeking first God's kingdom. Prosperity is measured once again, not by what you get, but what you can give by seeing people's lives change. As long as I'm living a pure and holy life, one of the, really the master key to, to, to a life with God is living a pure life and a holy life. And so can you see it? So I want to encourage you, take some time, even if it's 10 minutes and get a picture in your mind. What does that look like? What does your future look like? Can you see yourself? You see yourself getting married. You see yourself having kids. Don't be ashamed to ask God. Don't be ashamed to tell one or two people that are close to you, man, I believe the Lord and not, you know, believe with me. No, you, you, before you tell him, you get a picture in your heart of it happening. And then there's an excitement that'll build, man, I'm going to America. That's how we felt, man. I'm, I'm, we're going to live in America. That's where we're going to live. And then the Lord opened the door. Well, first of all, it was the Lord's will. And so if you can find it in the Bible, it's the Lord's will. It's the Lord's will that I'm blessed. It's the Lord's will that I have more than enough to be able to, to bless people and to be able to forward the kingdom of God and to live comfortably. It's, it's the Lord's will. And so get a clear picture of that. Bishop Oyadepo said, I can't be sick because I could never see myself sick. I could never see myself sick. I can't imagine me sick because I never saw Jesus sick. That's why I'm not sick and I don't need to pray to remain healthy. I imagine that I am healthy just as Jesus was when he was on the earth. I never imagined our ministry begging even before its inception. That's why we are not begging today. What can you imagine? Can you see yourself? I see you winning. I see you overcoming. Get joy in your spirit. Take some time to just, like they say, dream big. Well, well, dream, dream for a moment. Dream for yourself. Dream for your future. Dream for what God has in store for you. God bless you. I love you. I am going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for every every listener. Lord, the power of God that's available to them. Father, heal their bodies now. I curse any sickness in their body, any spirit of infirmity. I command you to go in the name of Jesus. Lord, any spirit of fear, come out in the name of Jesus. Lord, any worry or sorrow about the past, any attachment to the past, I break it now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. That's it to guard your heart and your mind. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.